Who the fuck's turn is it? Heather's. Yes. Hmm. Is it? Jastin's. It is Jastin's. Because Jastin was on Silent Night, but then he didn't watch the movie. But still, then it was you for Killer Moon. Okay, yes. So it is Jastin. Jastin. A through Z. L. I can do that. L. In some lame streaming and movie news, or some lame street Hollywood news, as some politicians would say, Warner Brother Discovery and Paramount Global are in talks to merge with each other. So essentially, that's Paramount and Warner Brothers are in talks to merge with HBO buying Paramount. So it would be Paramount Max Plus. Is that what they fucking call that new streaming service? Something. But yeah, that's that's. I, I hate it. It's terrible. Like we're, we really are coming into that dystopian future of there's going to be like three companies that own everything. Man, that's what it feels like, man. Golly. And I get that. Everybody's like, Oh, I'm tired of like, we got rid of cable to go to streaming and now there's 27,000 streaming services. I get it. It's frustrating. I, fucking pay for them all. I get how frustrating it is. I spend a stupid amount of money because the prices just keep going up and I pay for all of them. I even have Netflix again, which sucks. So sad that I have Netflix again. And you know, all that shit and like, I get it. It's frustrating as shit, but like also this does not make it better. You know, like, that's also takes every premium cable channel out there with the exception of stars. And now they're all owned by one company because you've got Showtime, Cinemax and HBO. So it's what stars and MGM plus or MG or whatever, whatever epics became, you know, like are all owned by one company. You also then have in, in a non-technically movie related aspect of it, you have CNN, and CBS News owned by the same company. Also not a good thing. You know, like more news all owned by the same companies. Like that's that's not good. I mean, and then when you get into movies and stuff, it's just like, where is there any competition in anything? Like, what like one of the reasons why HBO kind of always had to stay up on things is because Showtime actually started producing some good shows. Came out with Dexter. Uh, wasn't the L word on 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 Showtime? Uh, I think more recently, Yellow Jackets, great show. You know, now could. 
could Showtime keep up with HBO? No, but they were doing some good stuff. I mean, HBO had to step up its game when, when it came to boxing because Showtime started doing boxing. Showtime took inside the NFL from HBO. There's an entire generation of NFL fans that don't remember that that show used to be on HBO. And now it's all owned by the same fucking company. You know, there's no competition in that. It's going to start getting real boring when that happens. Like, I mean, you know, I, I liked Disney buying Fox because it merged their universes. But outside of that, what the fuck has Disney done with the Fox properties? Not a goddamn thing. It's all fucking wasting now. And it's all bullshit. I understand that the Fox wanted to dissolve and all that other shit, but like, then they should have fucking scrapped it. They should have sold the fucking Marvel rights to fucking Disney, maybe a couple of other properties, but maybe, you know, sold like some of the bigger other properties to maybe some Sony or like, you know, to Amazon, shit like that. Like, because now there's nothing. Like, weren't we supposed to get another Aliens movie at some point? The only the only great thing that I remember that they've done off the top of my head with any of these old Fox properties was Prey. And they wasted that by just putting it on Hulu. Right. Mm-hmm. Fucking tragic. Uh, in other news, Jonathan Major was, was found guilty. And Jonathan yep. Majors was fired by Disney. That sounds right. So that means they're just abandoning the King storyline, probably. Maybe. Uh, they're, apparently, also, they're moving forward with Kane. So maybe the rumor... That was that Jonathan Major had a clause in his contract that was like he's the only person that could perform King might have also had a morality clause. And being convicted of a crime whilst okay. under contract might be it might have been the actual language needed. Maybe his lawyers were like very clear, like when they did it, there was like, oh yeah, barring being, you know, convicted of a crime, you can't, you know use the morality clause, then he's convicted of a crime. So they're like, yep, morality clause, bam, contract. Any number of things. I mean, Disney is very, very sneaky with contracts. Disney is also very good at loopholing contracts. Just ask Ron DeSantis. And whenever he dissolved them and how effective he's been able to do a damn thing since he did it. Why? Because Disney's got the lawyers. Like the lawyers, like the original lawyers, they went back in time and cloned them and then like melded their DNA and all this other stuff. Like they have just the lawyers. So, yeah, I guarantee Disney had a way to invoke a morality clause no matter what. And I guarantee you being convicted of that crime is all it took. That man can just get parole and never see a day in jail. But that's enough to invoke a morality clause. I guarantee it. 
So, yep, he's been fired. And last I heard, the showrunner from Loki is still writing the script for Kang Dynasty. So, Mm. I don't know. We just got, I guess, got to wait and see who's going to, you know, take his place. You know, there's a lot of people, a lot of memes that are like, ooh, it should be Robert Downey Jr. As, as his character from Tropic Thunder should be the new king. You know, essentially, let's put Robert Downey Jr. in blackface to play God. king. A lot of people saying that because he's the dude playing another dude playing another dude or something like that. Whatever the fuck that quote is from the movie. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like I'm just a guy playing a dude playing another dude or what, you know, whatever the fuck it was. Now there was one though. I did see one, one, one fan casting that actually kind of intrigued me a little bit. And that was Terrence Howard. Hmm. Rhodey from Iron Man 1 himself coming back <laughs> as Kang. I kind of dug that idea. I can see it. I don't know why. I mean, Terrence Howard is a phenomenal actor. Yeah, he really is. I hate yeah. that it was contract bullshit is why we lost him. Now, also, don't oh, get me is that wrong. What it was? Yeah, he wanted more money than Robert Downey Jr. in the first movie and in the sequel. Oh, oh okay. He got it in the first movie because at the time, Robert Downey Jr. was an iffy name still. Yeah. Was not by Iron Man 2. But, I mean, and it's, 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 it's bittersweet because I also love Don Cheadle. Yeah. So, I'm like, man, we lost Terrence Howard, but we got Don Cheadle. I'm like, that's worst case scenario, a lateral move? Yeah, it's the most even trade-off yeah. that you can think of, probably. I mean, the thing is, is I do think Don Cheadle can be a better actor than Ter- Terrence Howard. But for the role of Rhodey, it's not like they're really giving him a lot of, you know, things to act with. So, you know, it's a lateral move in those instances. Because some of the shit Don Cheadle's done is amazing. And don't get me wrong, Terrence Howard, too, has done some amazing, amazing work. Yeah. But. Both of them in Crash, to be honest, so. Both of them were good in Crash. But uh, House of Lies, Don Cheadle, oh. I haven't seen that. So good. Yeah. That entire show. I need to see that. Couple of seasons, right? Yeah. Okay. Just so you know, it's in the place where all the shows go to live. Got it. <laughs> it's been there for a few years. Got it. I was always mixing that show up with House of Cards for some reason. Wildly yeah. different shows. Yeah. Probably equal amounts of cocaine and sex, though. Mm. Ben Schwartz on House of Lies. Okay. Is he a serious character or funny? A little bit of both. A little bit of both. Okay. I'd like to see him do something more serious just to see. But yeah. And Kristen Bell. I almost forgot Kristen Bell was in that show. Lots of sex. Lots of Don Cheadle ass. Maybe that's why you like the show. Maybe. 
<laughs> he does have a great ass. <laughs> it doesn't invoke the pure primalness that, uh, oh, what was it? In the House of Usher, uh, throat tattoo. God, why am I spacing on that name? Oh, uh, Rahu Kohli? Yeah. His throat tattoo in that, it didn't, <laughs> it didn't invoke the same primalness. Or right. John Cheadle's ass doesn't invoke that. Like, I don't just want to walk up and lick Don Cheadle's ass. <laughs> you know. But Rahu Kohli's neck. I want to lick his fucking throat. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really nice tattoo. And just, yeah, it was cool. Like, yeah, one of my favorite actors with a goat throat tattoo. Yeah, I want to lick it. Justin's like, maybe I should have watched that show and been on that episode because he's got no fucking clue what we're talking about. It's yeah, I'm like, man, too bad I ha- I did not get to watch that. But as far as I know, that's all I got for movie news. Anything else? I don't think so. I'm good here. But I did hear that uh, Henry Kissinger was still dead. Oh, that's good. I did forget to check this week. (laughs) You know, I should be more nervous about that because, you know, he's been dead, what, three weeks? If anybody's going to come back from dead after three weeks, it's that fucking soulless (laughs) demon. I mean, if anybody was an actual lich, like a fucking undead necromancer son of a bitch. It's that fucker. It would not surprise me if he did all the war crimes and all the murderings to just gather souls for some wicked black magic scheme to come back from the dead. So he's like a white walker almost? Times infinity. Right. I'm trying to think of like oh, the movie equivalent. I mean, he's like he's like Shang Tsung mixed with a White Walker, mixed with I don't know who's another really bad movie person. But they can't have any redeeming qualities. Hmm. Like, I don't want to say a Thanos because mm-hmm. like Thanos wasn't technically wrong. He just had the wrong means to the end. Right, right, right. Like killing, just randomly killing half the universe does not actually solve your problem of finite resources. Mm. You know, like that doesn't actually solve it. Yeah. That mech spider builder from Wild Wild West. <laughs> I like that because he was also racist and that probably fits too. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. Anything Way to pull that one out of him. the recesses of the mind. I love it. <laughs> he was just a racist that built robot spiders. Now, I guess the redeeming quality he had. Robot spiders are kind of cool. <laughs> but You didn't like it though. But, but they're racist <laughs> robot spiders. So, you know. It said you didn't like it, though. 
It's just, in, in what universe does that fit in that movie? Like, that was Kenneth Branagh, wasn't it? Yes. That was Kenneth Poor Branagh. Kenneth Branagh. Yeah. yeah. Just running around being an amputeed racist spider genius. That is so random. Why did I think of that? I'm mad I thought it. It's You're a like, good I hate pool, myself though, for that. Justin. <laughs> yeah. I wonder, deep cut. I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of <laughs> wondering now if Wild Wild West is streaming anywhere. I'm not going to lie to you. I loved that movie when I was a kid. You take but that But mostly back. because Will Smith. <laughs> you son of a bitch. What you liked was the song. I did I very much like Wild the song. West. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Going straight Will Smith in that like Wild cool getup that he West. wore with the hat. Like Will Smith looked good in that movie. You know what I mean? I like how you're... you're your like litmus test for like Will Smith looking good in a Western is that he's got a hat. You don't even specify that it's a cowboy hat. You're just like, you know, Will Smith with a hat. That hat. Like, just like it's hat. Samuel L. Jackson with a Kangol. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wasn't it, was it Selma Hayek in that movie too? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a redeeming quality. <laughs> yeah, she was fine in that, but she's fine in everything. I was about to say, she, she <laughs> always looks good. Name a time she was not fine. <laughs> that doesn't exist. It doesn't. Even even doesn't. when she was like, even whenever they did that, that Academy Award, I'm going to be ugly in a movie, like when she was Frida. Didn't do it. And, yeah. And I, I hate saying that because like, that's just implying that like Frida was ugly. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that that's that 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 trope that actors do. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, I'm going to play an ugly person to win an Academy Award. Man, Selma Hayek still just looked like Selma Hayek with makeup on, like with just you know a unibrow. Yeah, and age apparently doesn't matter because she just still looks great. Yeah, she looks the same. It's like that J-Lo effect. She just doesn't age ever. She's in her, I mean, got to be mid-50s now. See, see, kids, that's how you do necromancy and steal souls the right way. Just do it to look nice. You know, like like half a soul a year or something. <laughs> yeah, slow play it. Yeah. Uh, Some hikes 57, guys. Good that's God crazy. Damn. That's yeah. it? That's it. <laughs> I know. I mean, I thought she was a little she, younger than that. The only reason like I knew that, that is because you know people talking about how good her body still looks for her age. So, why do I look like her big toe if it was mangled by like a Rottweiler? <laughs> that was such a <laughs> random thing. If I look like on, anything man. on some Hayek, you, you have to admit it's her big toe. There's not a single <laughs> thing on her body that I could possibly look like other than maybe a toe. Is that oh, the one man. that is that the one Quentin Tarantino sucked on or probably? <laughs> Come on, man. Give yourself more credit than that. I mean, if, you've been working out. You are better I mean, than a Quentin Tarantino toe suck. Okay. 
All right, maybe I'm the big toe on her other foot, the one he didn't suck. <laughs> the one he did it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Although, I'm not going to lie. At least give yourself that much. If anybody's yeah. going to give you a foot fetish, it's Selma Hayek as Santanico Pandemonium in From Dusk Till Dawn. Valid. But if somebody said you look like a suckable toe, is that a compliment? I mean, I guess it depends on the person. Yeah. If Quentin Tarantino said that to me, no. Well, it would have to be a compliment, right? Because he likes toes. That's true. You know? He likes feet. So you would have to accept that as a compliment. You couldn't accept it as anything else. You you couldn't accept it as an insult because you know he sucks on them. But no, like, I could still I, so take it as it de- a negative. I don't think you can because you know how he is, Justin. It, but it's that it's that that fine line between like creepy and sexy. Oh, you know where if you're attracted to the person and they say something that isn't like potentially borderline problematic. That you're still like, it's sexy. But when you're not attracted to him, it's creepy. So basically, if Selma Hayek said the same thing to you, that'd be fine. Complimented as fuck. <laughs> yes. Okay. It wouldn't for a moment be weird, though, if she was just like, your face looks like a suckable toe. That's just... You wouldn't even at least kind of for a minute hesitate to take it as a compliment. You're telling me that if Selma Hayek said anything to me with the word me and suck in the same sentence, I'm going to see any negative in that. Even if she's just saying to me, you suck as a person. I'm going to be flattered as fuck and mildly turned on. You wouldn't give it a beat, though. You would have some pause. You know what I mean? Like, you wouldn't just be like, no. Hmm, let me think about this. No. You know, not not even no pause. No. There's only one person that might get less pause from me than that. And that's Kelly. Yeah, I was going to say, we all know who that would be. <laughs> she says anything to me. I'm like, yes, I'm yours. <laughs> just like, hello. And you're just like, done. Take me. What if Powers Booth said it? No. You don't like Powers Booth? It took me a second to remember who the fuck Powers Booth was. <laughs> you just pulling out the resources of crazy stuff right now, Jasper. No, I'm just full of random. Just which yeah. really which does in the suck. back of the mind. <laughs> because how do you forget somebody named Powers Booth? <laughs> <laughs> I know. How did you forget Powers Booth? He's got... No, I will say this. He is in top three of just names all time. Yeah, that's a wrong name. He could have been dictator of the world. And he chose to just entertain us. (laughs) I like how Jackson just thinks that we're going to be randomly thinking about Powers Booth on a regular basis. (laughs) The same way as Selma Hayek. Yeah, I mean, come on, man. I say Powers Booth, I expect I mean, faster response. responses. Yeah, I kind of yeah. get it. I think about Casper Van Diem more than any human should. Yeah. I mean, 
I just have that expectation. Like when I'm at the gym tomorrow morning, I go up to somebody like, hey, man, that person I used to say hi to, I'm like, hey, man, what are your thoughts on Powers Boot? I don't expect him to hesitate. He need, he better have a thought on it. That's all I'm saying. I'm I, like, Come on, man. That's fair guessing because, like I said, I'm disappointed that it took me a second to replace Powers Booth. Like, that is really disappointing. That's just the most random person to think of. That was great. <laughs> Though, trying to imagine Powers Booth walking up to you going, your face looks like a suckable toe. That is all. And then, like, smoking a cigarette and walking off is peculiar. It just doesn't seem like. I might be intimidated might enough, though, that it might be slightly turn me on. True. <laughs> the intimidation factor. I mean, he definitely had a, you know, man's man charisma about him. Oh, yeah. He seemed powerful. He does seem powerful in his films. Very true. That must be why his mom named him Powers. Is that his real name or is that a superstar name? I wonder. It, it's got to be real. I have to. I want to believe it's a real Yeah, name. I don't think anybody would change their name to that. Also, like, how... What's the, what's the way I want to word this? Like, think about the ego you would have to have to change your name to Powers and actually be able to pull it off. Right. Because he's got, he's got such a, a very specific voice and intensity to him. I think if we're going off like intensity, like on whether or not I would accept somebody saying I look like a toe they want to suck. Uh, the late Lance Riddick comes to mind with his voice and intensity. Yeah. I take that as a compliment. That's fair. What about like Clive Owen? He's got a good voice. Ooh, he's got that scraggly voice to him. <laughs> it depends. Does he curse? I mean, yeah, he has to. Oh God, <laughs> I wouldn't. That that might be You're done. That'd be right You're up done. there with Selma Hayek with how quickly I'd agree with it. <laughs> Ooh, Clive Owen cursing at me while saying that. Ooh, yeah. I'm getting a little hot and bothered just thinking about that. <laughs> The way that man curses and says vulgar, dirty things. Mm, that might be a kink for That's me. That's what dreams are made of. It is. <laughs> like, if Willy Wonka wanted to make me a chocolate bar to make me happy, it might be Clive Owen degrading me. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect again with it. Oh, I might have to watch closer. Mm. Mm -mm. I'm trying to think of something that I'm going to be distracted all movie or all episode. Now, (laughs) Heather, you, you tapped into something. You should, you should have left it alone. I feel like 
I'm winning though, that I just like tapped into a new oh, side no. of you. If anybody's both, winning right now, it's me. Both, <laughs> both Clive Owen and Powers Booth are in Sin City, right? Or were they in t- the, the different? No, cities? they're in this. They're, they're at least I know they're both in the first one. There you go. There you go. Two for one deal. But he's not as vulgar in that movie, but still. I might have to get the intensity. Oh, but he does those stares. Like those murderous stares. Well, I I guess, you know, tomorrow night I'm going to be watching Sin City and Closer and just learning more about my sexuality at the age of 38. Yeah, I was going to say, I think your sexuality is officially just Clive Owen at this point. Clive Owen and Kelly Clarkson. Oh, yeah. God, I'd do anything to be the bed sheets between them or under them. However the fuck you want to word it. Uh, I'm going to have some weird fucking dreams tonight. Slayers. 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 Hey, Cine fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Cinema Slayers podcast. I'm Sterling, and as always, I'm joined by Heather and Justin. And tonight we're going to talk about what we liked, didn't like, and everything in between with the new movie, Wonka. We will go spoiler-free recommendations and scores and then into a more spoiler-centric section to allow you to jump around. That's not how that goes at all. We are going to go spoiler-free recommendations and scores and then into a more spoiler-centric section with time codes in the description of both the audio and video formats to allow you to jump around if you so require. And with all that, uh, Justin, what are your spoiler-free thoughts about Timothy Chalamet's Wonka? I like his name, Timothy Chalamet. That's a cool name too. We're just talking about cool names. That's a cool yeah. one. It's but it it's also off the just tongue. it's a weird name though too. It kind of makes and me think he's an alien. Like the spelling with the two e's with the little is different. High, the yeah. the little accent. Mm-hmm. Like Timothy Chalamet, right? So, yeah, why didn't you go that route? Timothée Chalamet. Timothée Chalamet. Okay, that was random. But anyway. I was going to um, say, are you actually, is that like your, all your spoiler-free thoughts? I think I'm done. I think that's it. I think I'm done. Now, um, uh, I don't know what I want to start with. I mean, I guess I'll start with the fact that I'm, I, 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 I'm not what you would call a fan of like, I guess you could say like the Willy Wonka, the, the the Charlie and the chocolate factory stuff. I haven't read any of the book. I haven't read the book. There's one book, right? Is it one book? How many books are there? No, there's, there's Charlie and the chocolate factory and Charlie and the great glass elevator. Okay. 
Most of them have just been Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Okay. Well, I've never read the books. So, you know, my earliest memories of being a kid and watching like the Gene Wilder, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I loved it when I was a kid, you know, didn't didn't see any problem with it. It's got some pretty iconic scenes. You know, who doesn't remember that song, the, the pure imagination or whatever it's called? I mean, who doesn't remember that? And, you know, if I come across a clip of that or something like that, you know, it some nostalgia comes up. You know, it's a, that's a movie that I do like, though. Growing up, I do remember hearing complaints that it wasn't a lot like the book. You know, it it wasn't a lot like the source material that it came from. Then along came Charlie and the Chocolate Factory with Johnny Depp. Um, another movie that honestly I didn't hate. I didn't have a problem with Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Um, uh, uh, apparently, that one was a lot closer to the 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 source material. So there are people that kind of sided with that one. I thought it was fine. You know, I thought that Johnny Depp was, w- was good. Um, some people said, though, that it was a little too weird and he was a little too... It was a little too dark and it was a little too weird that that it was a little too depth when Wonka should be, I guess, a little more, a little lighter, a little more whimsical, stuff like that. So some people thought it was too depth, but I didn't have a problem with that movie either. I thought it was pretty good. So now we get to this one. And... I mean, I like this one, too. I I don't think that this is a bad film. I I mean, I think I enjoyed it a reasonable amount. Um, You know, and I can't speak from a uh, from like, I I don't know how close Timothy Chalamet was to the book or how, you know, I can't really comment on those things. Well, this is there's no basis for anything in this movie. Okay, so this is just like a made-up prequel sort of thing. Yep. Okay, so it's just all kind of made up its own story. Okay, the good. Well, then I don't feel like there's some pressure on me to to need to be able to compare it. But, I mean, just looking at this as a movie, I thought that he did well. I think he did well as a young Willy Wonka. Um Really, I think that this movie is well casted. I think that that might be the 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 best thing about it. I think that the cast it's some of the material is kind of silly um though it does have some of the dark um tones in it also, but for the most part, this is you know it's colorful it it's fun and all of that good stuff. but I do think that the cast elevates this for sure. Like I really enjoyed the cast. Um, Hugh Grant, I thought was great as the Oompa Loompa. I really liked him. He was tight, which um, is really not funny a, cause he hated it. Really? He didn't like it. Hated everything about being this character. 
Wow. Yeah. I liked him, though. <laughs> I thought he was tight in this. Um, so that's funny that he hated it. Well, man, he's a great actor then because you couldn't tell watching him. Like, you couldn't tell that he was phoning it in or hated what he was doing. So I thought that he was good in this. I actually, I didn't know what that character was going to be, but I kind of liked the character's role in this. Um, I hope I'm saying her name right. Uh, Calla Lane, who plays Noodle. Um, she was a, pre- a pleasant surprise in this. I really liked her. I thought that she was, was very good in this, especially considering that she's in a lot of the scenes with Timothy Chalamet. And that dynamic, I think, is sort of the driving force of the movie. So I felt like those scenes really have to work. Those two characters really have to work in order for this to be effective. And I felt like they were. Um, So, and I just really liked her. Like that was a good character. I like the story of that character. And I like sort of the journey that that character goes on uh, with Willy Wonka. Uh, Keegan-Michael Key was another funny person in this, uh, as the chief of police. I liked him too. Like, uh, all of the villains in this, I kind of got a kick out of them. And maybe it was because, you know, the fact that this is a musical and with the musical style and everything, I just kind of like how all the villains were positioned, you know, Matt Lucas, Matthew Bainton and, I mean, they were all just funny in their own ways. Uh, Patterson Joseph, um, who who plays Slugworth, he was really good, too. So, like, I don't know. I just liked, like, all all of the the quote-unquote villains and everything in this. You know, the opposition was was funny, too. It it was also kind of fun seeing Rowan Atkinson. Mr. Bean, <laughs> you know, um, I haven't seen him in a while, man. And he's not a big role in this, but I don't know. There's just something about that man that makes me laugh. Maybe it's also kind of a little bit of nostalgia and stuff, but I don't know. Like when he appeared on screen as the, 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 the priest, and then the scene plays out and it got a laugh out of me. And I think it wasn't because so much the scene was like this clever, funny scene. I just think it's him, man. I, I don't know. I just laughed when I saw him immediately. And I don't know. It's probably just because it, it might have just been the it hit me at the right time. I hadn't seen him in a minute. But when I th- when I look at him, I laugh. So I don't know. I think that's got to count for something. But he was all right in this movie, too. Like, um. And, and, and then lastly, Sally Hawkins, uh, who is Willy Wonka's mom is not in this very much at all, but man, I really like Sally Hawkins. I think that she's a very good actress. You know, she always shows up. Um, she's done some really great roles over the years and she, whether it's a minor role or a major role. So she, you know, she's somebody who always shows up to work. So it was nice to see her too. You know, I wish she was in it more, but for what we got with her, 
I think it was effective enough to get the point across for Wonka's story. Um, so yeah, I think that really the strongest thing about this is the acting. Uh, other than that, I liked some of the songs. Some of them were catchy, you know, some of them were cool. Um, it does play on some nostalgia from some of the older Wonkas and stuff, movies and stuff like that. But I never really felt like it leaned into that so much like that it, the movie wasn't telling its own story or trying to uh, do something a little different. So I, I think, um, you know, when it did use nostalgic songs and things like that, I felt like it used them effectively. It didn't, those things never overstayed their welcome. And overall, I think the story is a good one. It's a nice family story. You know, the whole thing about believing in yourself, following your dreams, stuff like that. I don't know. Maybe I'm, it's that time of year. I'm feeling sentimental. It's almost new year's. Maybe this just hit me at the right time, but you know, it's stuff you've heard before, but it wasn't done. It, the, the messages weren't delivered ineffectively in this. So all in all, uh, you know, it was a popcorn good time to me. You know, it's fun. It's got some fun songs. It's colorful. It's got some good acting. And, you know, it's a nice addition to, I think, the other Wonka movies that we have. Heather, I would typically let you go next. But Justin struck a chord with me. Because he's like, man, maybe it's that time of year. He gets all sentimental, all nostalgic all filled with the Christmas spirit of hope and joy and blah, 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 bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Maybe that's the exact reason, though, Justin, why I pretty much have the exact opposite feeling with this movie as you do in almost every conceivable way. Nice. Because... <laughs> I hated this movie. I thought it was Damn. boring, overly long. The songs were just completely forgettable. Even whenever they did uh, a world of imagination or whatever the fuck that song's called, it lacked any of the, the soul that the original had. Timothy Chalamet to me was doing a horrible 1992 Jim Carrey impersonation for most of the movie. I thought it was just cringingly bad. And at no point did I buy that he was in any way, shape or form special as this character. I mean, maybe the things I don't disagree with you on is, uh, uh, Keegan, Michael key as the, the chief of police. That was, that was amusing. I really didn't find it completely funny, but it was at least amusing. Uh, you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, the, the bean fuck guy. Um, Rowan Atkinson. <laughs> yeah. Him as the Cardinal wasn't, I mean, that was fine. You know, it's always nice to see him in shit. So I'm like, Hey, Bean still got it. Just doing those little cameos. I mean, his cameo in love actually is just the guy that does the, the gift wrapping. Fucking great. Love him. 
the chemistry he had with Alan Rickman in that scene. Just Alan Rickman getting increasingly frustrated. And he's just so casually putting the package together. Love that scene. Love it. You know, but he's just a, I don't know, just a fucking, you know, cardinal that likes eating chocolate. I, it's weird that they made that a villain. Well, oh, this guy loves eating chocolate. He's evil. Very weird <laughs> choice about a movie about a guy that makes chocolate. Just a very weird character trait to have. Uh, you know, like, it was just all kind of blah to me. And, like, to me, the weirdest thing about this movie is it comes in a hair under two hours. Why the flying fuck did this movie feel longer than Killers of the Fucking Flower Moon? I was miserable for most of this movie. And maybe it is also that I have a slight more, uh, uh, like, affinity towards the original Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. The Gene Wilde. That's not right. Gene Wilder. Yes. I was, yeah, I was combining Oscar Wilde and Gene Wilder. Yes. But at least I realized I, I was not getting it. I'm not having good times with names tonight. So let's just, let's just have it. That's like the fifth name. I fucking forgot how to say this episode alone. So we're just kind of, yeah, I can't say names tonight. We're just, I'm pulling a Justin. Cause Justin's typically the guy that cannot say a name <laughs> to save his life. Yep. So maybe maybe this is like the, the ultra correction to all this, Justin. Whenever I, I got switched with a variant, I, you know, gained your inability to say names. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, 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 I really loved that movie as a kid, like truly loved that movie as a kid. And. Yeah, this captures none of it because this movie's trying to capture that spirit. This movie's wanting to be a prequel to that movie. They're, they're forgetting that the Tim Burton one ever existed. You know, they want it. They want this. They want this Wonka to grow up to be that Wonka. And they couldn't feel more disconnected. I think than anything. At no point do I feel like these characters could ever be the same. Because the Timothy Chalamet Wonka. Why the fuck can I say his name still? What the fuck is going on with my brain tonight? But that Wonka had had no whimsy to him. He was just kind of full of, of silly, not whimsy. Like Wonka had whimsy. This is just silly bullshit. And like this movie should have been better. It was Paul King that directed this. 
the director of two of my favorite family films of all time with Paddington and Paddington 2. And just at no point does this movie come close to having the heart that either one of those movies had. When you should have been able to. There's no reason why you couldn't have. I mean, it's not like the villains in this movie are less diabolical than the those two. I mean, Paddington 1, you had Nicole Kidman wanting to murder a child bear. Justin stood by her anyway. <laughs> I'll give you this, Justin. That's love. That's love. You got to stand by and support the people you love. And I don't love her because she wants to murder a baby Paddington. Terrible. Terrible. But see, that's the thing. That still invokes this, like, emotion out of me. Uh, These evil guys wanted to, you know, corner the chocolate market, I guess, maybe. The The chocolate conspiracy. Real chocolatey. Not even getting in. Like, that's honestly a weirdly perfect moment to maybe call out a real thing, which is the child slave trade that is inherent in the world chocolate market. It is a horrible problem in the world with the amount of child slavery that happens just to produce fucking Hershey bars. They could have actually said some real shit. But no, they want to they want to water down the chocolate and keep it away from the poor people. Oh, so terrible. I don't know why I went into some bonkers ass weird maybe German accent. I don't fucking know exactly what I was going for there. But something I don't know. I just, at no point did this movie ever connect with me. But that could be because of my ties to the original one. That to me is iconic song because I, I, I heard him 90 billion times as a kid because I watched that fucking movie constantly. You know, so maybe... This movie might be the Wonka for the young kids. They might watch this Wonka 90,000 times. I don't know. But like I said, Justin, if you're in the Christmas spirit, it's good to know that this variant version of Sterling still, still has the same typical... Sterling Christmas feelings that we've all grown to love. And that's a big bah humbug motherfucker. Fuck this movie. Heather, what about you? Oh boy. Um, I, I'm along the lines of Jason in the sense of, I, I mean, I didn't really, I wasn't the biggest fan of the Wonka movie growing up. Like it was fine. I just didn't like, 
it wasn't a favorite of mine for any reason. You know what I mean? It was just kind of a movie that was on a lot that I saw a lot because of that. Uh, it's cute or any, you know, but it's not something that was like a childhood staple for me in the same way that it, it was for, for you, Sterling. Um, <laughs> I know what was my childhood, right? See, that's the thing. Maybe that's what it is. You guys just don't have the, the imagination that I have. <laughs> Maybe that could be what it is. You guys have just never just sat around wondering what it'd be like to eat everything around you. <laughs> <laughs> Or lick the wallpaper or whatever. Or yeah. just murder a bunch of children. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All of those things. Um, but, you know, I do. Yeah. So I, I wasn't. I mean, so with this movie, I didn't really have a specific expectation from it. Um, now, I will say. I agree with you, Sterling, about. I guess, like this version of Wonka, because. Here's my thing. I think Timothy Chalamet is actually a fantastic actor. I think he's really, really good. But he's actually outshined in this movie by a few other people for me. And and I wonder if it's just because I think maybe Timothy Chalamet is really great at dramatic roles. Um, like in dramas he's in, he's always like, you he's he's just the the one that you're always paying attention to. He is excellent in dramatic roles. Um but you know in the silly role like this one, it, it's not that he was like really bad at it or anything like that, but even in in this movie, the moments when he was being more sincere or endearing or you know having those more sentimental moments in this movie are I think the better parts of him as Wonka in this movie. And if you think about it, too, like, yeah, like, I mean, Gene Wilder was like perfect in the role of Wonka. Like, he really was so great in that role. And he did. He had whimsy. He had just this very natural, like, silly, yeah, whimsy type of personality that just felt so natural. And so it does feel like there's a little bit of a jarring change between younger Wonka, Timothy Chalamet, and Gene Wilder. So I do think that, you know, it could have been a little bit better matched up. But again, like, I mean, I don't think Timothy Chalamet was like bad in the role. I just don't think that he was the best thing about the movie. I think um, like, I think he was outshined, honestly, or, you know, I think the the more memorable things about this movie for me, I think Noodle was great. I agree. I think Noodle was awesome. But um, Hugh Grant, I mean, Hugh Grant is just being Hugh Grant all over the place. And I'm fine with it because it just, it works. It usually always works. Even as an Oompa Loompa, like, Hugh Grant was doing his thing and it was enjoyable for the amount of time we got him um olivia coleman always bringing it like olivia coleman never misses it doesn't matter how big or small her role is she's always top notch i think she was great in this oh yeah i, I forgot to mention her but yeah she was tied to yeah she was really great in this um keegan michael key he um was excellent i think he was really great in the role I agree. I think he was more amusing maybe than like flat out hilarious, 
But I don't really think anybody in this movie is like just hilarious, you know, but he was probably the funniest character in my opinion. Well, him and Hugh Grant, but, but he, he brought something to it that I enjoyed. And yeah, Keegan-Michael Key was, he was really, I think if there were moments that I did almost chuckle out loud, it was from him. Like, I think he was just very funny. Um, but yeah, I just think that they kind of outshine Timothy Chalamet a little bit just because maybe the types of characters they were, but you would feel like Wonka just being this big personality would be, you know, just the only thing that you care about being on the screen. And for whatever reason, that wasn't quite the way that this movie played out for me. Um, but yeah, and, and I, I just I rarely think that people outshine Timothy Chalamet when he's in a movie with them because I think he's really, really good. Um, but yeah, for for some reason in this one, he just wasn't the best thing about the movie for me. But, you know, I, I you know what? I didn't know he could sing, though. I did not know he could sing. And he's a good singer. He did a good job with the songs. So um, I didn't specifically, um, you know, latch on to any of the songs other than the one that we knew from the first movie. But, um, you know, he, he has a good voice, you know, he really pulled that off. So, um, I feel like, yeah, it it just, it did feel like a movie that, um, it it does. I agree that it feels like it would be a, a good, like family movie to watch, but I do think that similar to what Sterling said, like, I don't think there's as much heart behind this movie as there was in the original Wonka. And also I haven't seen the Johnny Depp, Charlie and the chocolate factory one. I haven't seen that. So I can't really speak to that one, but that um, movie only works in what was essentially like that, that era of Johnny Depp that we had where he was in like 97 movies in like three years. (laughs) Yeah. That movie works in that time period. (laughs) The second it's not that. Yeah. You're like, no, yeah, okay. Then I didn't really miss much, I guess. It's but, it's because you're so willing to give him the benefit of the doubt with everything he was doing at the time. Yeah, like he was Johnny Depp. Yeah, because yeah. like, oh, that's a weird choice. Like, it's weird that he's essentially playing Michael Jackson, but not. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. okay, well, I guess that's what we're doing in this. And then you're just like, and then like, like I said, like five years later, you're just like, that that didn't work at all. Like, why was I okay with it? Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's, you know, it's Depp and Tim Burton. So, you know, that, that duo combo, was always that, that duo. Yeah. So if you're, if you like the Depp Burton movies, it's on the level of that, you know, you know, you get all the Wonka weirdness and the colors and all of that stuff and the chocolate factory. But, you know, of course it's going to be that Tim Burton, Johnny Depp, dark kind of twisted, and then with Johnny Depp's sort of facials and his kind of quirky humor he brings to stuff. So, like, that's what I would say. Like, if the Gene Wilder was a whimsical Wonka, Johnny Depp is like a quirky Wonka. And then I think that this Timothy Chalamet Wonka was a young, up-and-coming Wonka. He wasn't the Wonka yet. He was a kid with a dream trying to get there. So, you know, you, you gotta, I think, respect the three different stages and dynamics of how this character was played in the three movies, you know? 
I don't know if I gotta. I'm going to scowl at Jastin like this for the rest of the episode. <laughs> I'm sorry. We, we we blew you up, Heather. Continue. No, no, yeah, you're fine. Bad. No, I mean, and, and I guess like, and that's the thing is maybe because in my mind, you know, I'm thinking this is like a prequel, right? It's a prequel to, um, <laughs> it's a prequel to the Gene Wilder Wonka and they just don't like, I, there's there's movies and characters that you see played out sometimes where you're just like that casting choice was great like i believe this to be a younger version of that person and it wasn't completely something i bought in this just because i feel like gene wilder wonka would have been maybe even a little bit more the whimsiness of it all as a younger him because he was young and he was a kid and you know, that's just more when you're like that. But but all of that to say, again, like I didn't hate what Chalamet did with this. I just liked his more endearing and sentimental moments in this more than his like silly moments that he did. Um, I did agree with you. I do agree with you, Justin, about his dynamic with Noodle. I think that that was a really good dynamic and that was probably one of the better parts of the movie was the two of them when they had scenes together, you know, things like that. So... Yeah, I did like that. I thought that was cool. And I, I did really enjoy seeing like, you know, Wonka's mind at work and just these little inventions that he would make with his, you know, imagination. So I, I thought that was kind of cool to see throughout the movie as well. Uh, but yeah, I, I just think that it, it did feel a little bit like a going through the motions type of movie. Um, but I don't know. It, it was it was fine. It was a fine movie. I don't think it is nearly as good as the original. Uh, and that, I mean, I'm not even like, yes, I love the original, but I do see why people like it a lot. You know, I just, it wasn't necessarily my favorite, but I, I understand the appeal of that movie. And this one is not quite on that level for me, but I respect and appreciate what they tried to do with it. And I do, I do think that they told a coherent story. I do think it's weird though, that, you know, they just assumed that the entire world loves chocolate enough to where you'd want to like kill people and sabotage people and like are very serious about their chocolate in this movie. But, uh, yeah, uh, it, it was, it was cute and it had some fun moments, but it did kind of lack a little bit of that heart that I would have liked from a Wonka movie. I was really thinking about it and I kind of realized something. I, there's not really anything I've liked Timothy Chalamet in. Really? No. You didn't like him in Dune? No, I don't like, I didn't like Dune. <laughs> yeah. I didn't like Dune. I didn't like, uh, what is it? Uh, Bone Sucker, whatever the fuck that movie is called. I <laughs> Bones and all. Yeah, that one. Um, I didn't see Call Me By Your Name in time. By the time I was going to watch Call Me By Your Name, uh, you know, Arnie Hammer was a cannibal. So didn't really want to watch Fair that enough. movie. Uh, I mean, I mean, I've seen Lady Bird. 
you know, he was good in Lady Bird, but he wasn't like the focus. You know what I mean? Like he wasn't like Little the Women. Main... No, you don't. You didn't see it, or you don't remember if he if you liked. Him I honestly don't remember. Okay. I've seen Little Women so many times in like so many various versions. I don't remember mm. if I've seen it or like this one or not. I just don't remember. Yeah. Um, but and I thought he him. was great and beautiful boy as well. He was great and beautiful boy. I think that's one of the best things he's done. Yeah. I don't remember if I've seen all of that. I know which one you're talking and, about. It's the Steve Carell drug uh, kid movie. Yeah, yeah, where he's an addict. Yeah, um, I and and I I get what you mean by that because like I wouldn't necessarily say that I've loved all of his movies, but I've always thought that he was really good in whatever movie it was. Like I'm kind of with you about Bones and all. I wasn't the biggest fan of that movie, but I think what he like he was really good in that movie. You know what I mean? Like. I don't think his performance has ever been bad. It's just sometimes the specific projects he does might not be my favorite, but I do think that he is very talented. I don't know. Like I said, it's just never really resonated with me. So maybe that is also the the other side of it. Cause even then, like on some of the things I've seen that he's done on SNL, you know, there's that one where he's like the SoundCloud rapper with Pete Davidson. To me, Pete Davidson makes that sketch, not him. <laughs> yeah. Like Questlove just standing up and slapping Pete Davidson is what makes that sketch. I don't know. It's just something I thought of when you were talking about all that stuff. I was like, is there really a movie where I'm like, man, Timothy Chalamet was great. And I was so like looking through his you, list and I'm like, nah. So even in the things you've seen him and you just kind of feel like he's, he's always kind of outshined or he's never really the person you care about in the movie. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, recommendations and scores. Yeah. Yep. Recommendations and score. Heather, go. I think um, it's a good family movie, so I do recommend it if you want a good family film to watch. It's a good, you know, get out of the house and go do something for Christmas movie, if if you will. Uh, it's cute. Yeah, it's it's nothing extremely special, but if you if you did. You know, like, well, I was going to say if you did like the original Wonka movie, go see it. But according to Sterling, don't. <laughs> so, um, but I, I think there's things about it to like if, you know, if you're if you were into the original Wonka, I think there are things about this one that you can appreciate. But yeah, it's it's fine. It's it's cute. It's got its moments, but it's really just a very okay movie for me, you know, uh, but they do have a stacked cast of people that, you know, brought in very, uh, amusing performances. So yeah, it's, it's okay. It's an okay movie. Um, I think I'll, uh, I don't know, I guess I would give it, 
It, it did feel long, though. I will say that I think that the last half of the movie felt way longer than the first half of the movie for me. But um, I'll give it. I mean, I think it, you know, I, I'll at least give it like a. Well, I give this this is tough because there's also nobody that I was super invested in in this movie, you know, um, but I'll give it a. Okay, well, I'll give it like a like a 69 Wonka chocolate bars out of 100. Damn, didn't even want to go full 70. Justin, what about you? <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to be um, a recommend from me. Um, and I don't know, it's interesting that you're like, you know, if you liked the original Wonka, then probably not this one. I don't know. I think if you like the original Wonka, there's probably more reasons to see it than not see it. I mean, it's a musical like the original Wonka. It's kind of another angle of this character because in every movie that we've seen, he's already the Willy Wonka. You know, he's already got like the empire and the chocolate factory. And he is already like godlike in those movies. And it's these people kind of discovering him and the magic of him. What I think is cool about the movie is that I like kind of going backward and showing, well, what did it take for him to become the Wonka? You know, what did he have to do? What did he, what was the story? What was the struggle in order for him to become the Wonka? So I think that that's different enough of a story and it's different enough of an angle that people, if you liked any of the other Wonka movies, I think it's worth checking out for that alone. You know, um, sometimes people are like, you know, how did the man become the man? Well, here's a story of how that happened. And so I, I kind of like that angling with Willy Wonka and yeah, I, I'm, I, I wouldn't say that Timothy Chalamet's performance matches Gene Wilder's, but a lot of performances don't match iconic performances. It's kind of hard to put him up against Gene Wilder and say, well, he didn't meet it. So goodbye. Just exit stage left. I, did, did he at least have some of the traits? Did he capture the essence of that? Did he have some of the qualities of that? Did he have that sort of magical way about him and did he and did it did it come off as somebody who impacts the people around him? And I think this definitely had all of that. I think you saw even in the moments that where things were low, you saw the Wonka qualities of why you saw some of those qualities come out of why he doesn't give up or why he tried so hard or why he wanted to accomplish this or why he was so ambitious about trying to do this and why he believed in himself. And like, so I don't know. I, I liked that story. It's not so much I'm in the Christmas spirit, but I don't know. I, I liked the, 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 the story about the climb to become Willy Wonka. You know, I just think that that's a different story we haven't seen with this. So 
you know, rather than me getting another movie where we're in the chocolate factory and we're already big Tom Willy Wonka doing some shit. I kind of like that he was, you know, homeless and trying to make it. And, you know, that's a, that's a story we just haven't seen. So I think that if you are per somebody who likes the original movies, I, I think that is a different enough story for you to come in and check it out and see, you know, how they did this one. Um, and the fact that it retains the musical, it's, it's a musical, you know, I think it's got, I think the songs were fun for the most part. It's got the colorfulness and kind of that, and a little bit of the darkness of Willy Wonka, you know, and stuff like that. But ultimately I think it's light and funny and had some good messages. So I I wouldn't not recommend that to anybody. I think it's fine. You know, if you're looking at your lineup of movies to go see, I mean, you could do a lot worse than this. This is not a bad film by any stretch though. The acting's too good. The casting's too good. It's, and the music is thought out well enough. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with this film. I, I don't think there's anything bad enough to why I wouldn't recommend it. Uh, so, um, so with that being said, we'll go. Hmm. We'll go. Hey, what ref, what movie reference, what reference do I want to use? There's a lot of good ones. Um, we'll go 85, uh, Showing a little more thigh. <laughs> uh, oh my God. What was the line? Oh, it was such a, it was a good line. Showing a little more thigh to get her to, to rise. I don't remember the line, but anyway, showing more thighs to get the eyes of the ladies out of a hundred. We'll go with that. Nah, don't see it. The acting's not that good. The casting's not that good. The songs aren't that memorable. <laughs> I was just really trying to see if I could mimic exactly what Justin said. I just, I really, I, I don't see the purpose of this movie. I don't. I mean, sure, the character of Noodle's kind of cool and all, but. What does that matter in the greater realm of Willy Wonka? I don't. I just don't see how this Willy Wonka turns into the child-murdering Willy Wonka. I don't see the correlation. And like I said, this is the prequel to that movie. I don't know. Just nothing about this movie is real. Like stands out to me as memorable in any way, shape, or form. I'm going to give this 42 Oompa Loompa Doobity Doos out of 100. Now let me put that together in my calculator. Oh, God, that's so high. 65. The official Cine score for this movie is a 65. 
Spoilers? Yeah. Yep. Spoilers. I guess one thing that's very weird to me about this movie. Like I said, it, it was, was Timothy Chalamet. There were times that, and I really wish it was around the time that he tried to do the whole, uh, scratch that reverse it call back to the first movie where he also did something where I was just like, why the fuck is he acting like Jim Carrey when he was on in living color? Like there was a certain aspect of almost like a fire marshal Bob to the way he was like emoting. Was it the quiet up and listen down thing? Maybe. Uh, it was around the same time. Oh, something, like I said, something was happening and it's it just like, it was, like I said, the way he was emoting and, and, and the energy he brought, like I said, was very reminiscent of a 1990s Jim Carrey. And it really just rubbed me the wrong way. Cause that energy. A doesn't fit in this movie. And B doesn't fit anywhere outside of the 1990s and your Jim Carrey. Like outside of that, it's just kind of feels out of place. I mean, I just, I really don't see like a lot of the correlations they were trying to do with this movie. I think. They to me they were still trying also too hard to be the other ones. You know, I I I slightly disagree with what you said earlier, Justin, when you're like, it doesn't call back to the first one so much. To me, it did all the time. Like the scratch that reverse it, the fine print on the contract, you know to then get slave labor. Cause that's all essentially Willy Wonka was doing back then. The references back to washing clothes or like that being a thing. Uh, Cause that's what Charlie's mom did in the first one. And that's what they were getting trapped in, in this. Uh, like the slug worth doing whatever he can to get into, to find out Wonka's secrets or to steal his secrets. Let's do the room that can be made of anything. Let's have elixirs or whatever's that can, do anything with the, the within the edibles themselves. It's also very weird to me that he's like, oh man, all I do is make chocolate. I love making chocolate. And he's sitting there making macaroons and all kinds of other candies. Where, where was he making candies? Because making candies and making chocolate are two different things. One's One's dealing with melting sugar and the other one's dealing with processing the coca out of the coca beans. Apparently he was doing all of that in, I don't know, a basement. It's just, you know, and then like the, the Oompa Loompa stuff was very much reminiscent of, you know, tying back to the, like I said, it just constantly to me tried to reference back to the first movie. And to me, very rarely actually succeeded in doing it in a way that didn't feel forced. Every time it did it to me, it felt forced. 
right down to the, the river of chocolate. Or the idea of the churning liquid chocolate. We're getting trapped into that. I just did not. Like I said, I just, nothing in this movie connected with me as it should. And I don't want to give it the cop out of, well, it's a family movie. It's a kid's movie or whatever like that. Cause like this director has done that with me. This director in the past has made family movies that connected with me on a fundamental level as an adult. And this movie just never did. <laughs> Gotta love that Paddington. See, Justin, that's what you gotta love. You gotta love the Paddington. I don't, I don't remember what you said I had to do earlier. You said I had to do something. I don't even remember. Is that why I was scowling at you? Why was I scowling at you? I don't even remember why I was scowling at you, Justin. I don't really remember either. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think it had to do with uh, something about like, here comes Heather trying to stir the pot. She's like, no, J- Sterling, you got to remember why you were upset with Jason. I thought I remembered, but I thought it had something to do with you, him saying like there was good acting or something. I don't know, but I could be wrong. No, no, no. Oh, I was just talking. I think I was talking about, I think I remember now. I was just talking about the differences in the acting performances, you know, between Gene Wilder, Depp, and then this one. Yes, yes. You know? Okay. Yes, you were right, Heather. I'm sorry. Yes, it was a, it was a, you have to respect the differences in the performances or the different types of Wonkas that yeah, they were right. respectively bringing to the tables. Yes. Eh, whatever. I don't know. I don't really know what to spoil in this movie. I don't really know what you can spoil in this movie. It's not like there's anything that's drastically like a real spoiler. I don't know. I'll let you guys go. I feel like, like I said, this movie really, well, I did not like it. To me, it just was just so uninspired that I don't really know what it invokes in me outside of just, like I said, I was completely boring or I found it to be completely boring and detached. I never connected with this movie for a moment. And when you when when that's your viewing experience, it's even really hard at this point to like be like, well, I'm gonna like, I don't know. So, uh, uh Justin, what 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 are some uh, spoilery thoughts from you? Um, well, I would just say that. Uh, yeah, I definitely don't have the, the, the same connection that you have, uh, to the original. So I guess it just, um, so I guess I caught some of the references, but, or at least, or, or a lot of them, I think I did, but, I just never felt like any of those things were necessarily added up, subtracted from what I think, what the heart of this movie was. 
which was, you know, which was mainly this story about this person who, you, you know, this is early in the Wonka process. He doesn't have the chocolate factory yet. And he's just kind of, like I said earlier, he's a kid with a dream and he's got this talent, but, and, and he's, and he thinks he knows how to tap into the, 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 the chocolate market or whatever at this place. But he hasn't really figured all that out yet, but he's got a dream. He's got some ambitions and, you know, and, and the movie is just about you coming to realize what those ambitions are and why, and, and his why and why he's doing what he's doing. And I like when he met the noodle character and how, what she believes and feels because of her situation ties into his. So I, I kind of liked that dynamic and how they met and everything like that. And I mean, to me, the, the, the story is real simple. You know, there's that whole thing about, you know, your, your dreams and, you know, what you feel matters and your imagination and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, the, the, the value of that and being able to utilize that. And, and that was probably the thing that I like best about this movie. You know, Wonka didn't fight these villains or this chocolate conspiracy and this cop with, you know, he wasn't fighting with fisticuffs or anything like that. What he fought with was magic and his brain and his ability to, um, concoct, imagine, or formulate a, a plan that could thwart these people. And when the going got tough and even when he felt like giving up, I like how Noodle was there and there were other characters that were there to sort of pick him up, like even when he was at his lowest point. And in the end, they come up with a plan to sort of clear his name in this town and everything like that. So, you know, I think that that, from a story standpoint, was fine. And I wouldn't say that any of the music or any of the songs were great by any degree, but I thought they were at least good. I thought they were at least decent. Like, you know, I, they were fine. Like the song at the um, at the beginning with Olivia Coleman, the scrub, scrub, and them going through the duties and what they have to do. That actually was and, probably the catchiest one, to be honest. <laughs> you know, th that was a good song, you know? And then, like, I like how they sort of came back and see what I like what they do in songs. And this is something that we commented on before, like with Hamilton and stuff like that. You come back and revisit a song, but it takes a new meaning because Wonka now has inserted himself into it and kind of has this... uh idea him and noodle have this plan of what they're going to do. So I like how, when they went back through that scrub scrub song, things took new meaning and, you know, we're going to escape through here and we're going to do this and we're going to use the dog to do this and like, but still kind of using the whole scrub scrub thing. So I don't know. I, I thought that that was cool. You know, they were kind of messing around with the creativity of songs and stuff like that. And I like when musicals, do that. I like when there's like um that there are underlying points and stuff like that. And I don't know, you said you didn't connect with anything. Um 
I really liked the 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 story about him and Noodle. I, I thought that 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 was where the movie really connected with me. And I don't know. I guess it was just that 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 whole struggle that they had and him feeling like he had this promise to keep to his mom. And, you know, he loved his mom and kind of lost her young. And then you got this person who um, who lost her mom, you know, Noodle lost her mom, but her mom's still out there. And, you know, they you know, and all that stuff and all the kind of confusing things that happened with that and um, how she sort of wound up there, um, you know, being a slave under Olivia Coleman and all of them. So I don't know. I thought that that whole story and, and, and all of that and them sort of motivating each other and her just thinking that life has, is just this sad thing. And I'm never going to get out of this situation. And Wonka's, you know, his sort of his optimism and his positivity and sort of this, he had this magical way about him that sort of made her think differently about her life. And so whenever he was at his lowest, it was her that was like, wait a minute, we can still do this. You don't need to give up. So I like where those characters arrived in their journey and sort of how the changing of one kind of led to being being able to help uh, pick up Wonka in those moments. So I thought all of that was good, man. I thought that they had um, a good dynamic. And whenever it got to the end and there's the scene where, you know, he's able to find her mother and sort of reunite Noodle with her mother and he's singing the song. Yeah, it didn't have the same sort of feeling. I didn't feel the same thing I felt in the original Wonka where he's taking the kid on this magical ride for the first time. But I really thought that that was heartfelt whenever he's singing the song and the words kind of took new meaning, a different meaning as he's talking about, you know, your dreams and your imagination. And then you're seeing her dream of wanting to reunite with her mother and then her being able to do that and the dream coming to life. So I like that they took that song, but they gave it sort of a different meaning from what it meant when Gene Wilder sang it, you know, at that time. And I was feeling that, man. I liked that. I thought that that was an effective scene and that worked for me. So I guess just where you guys didn't feel the heart or didn't feel the connection, I just did. You know, I, I think I just, it, this just landed completely differently with me. And sometimes, you know, maybe there's no logic or rhyme or reason to it. That's just the way people are. Sometimes movies just hit people different. And it just, it just hit me different, man. I, I was feeling what they were doing. I laughed at a lot of the scenes. I liked a lot of the music. I liked the villains and I liked this whole chocolate conspiracy monopoly and them going, man, we got to stop him because his chocolate's so awesome and he's, he's magical and he's, and he's got this ability to appeal to people. And you know, he's out on the street and he's like, 
ladies and gentlemen, gather around. And he starts going into this whole thing. And you saw the ability of him to captivate people and sort of bring people to his side. And for me, if that's not a Wonka quality, I don't know what is. So, yeah, he wasn't doing the same shit as Gene Wilder, but you saw the ability that he had to appeal to people, to kind of connect with people, to kind of get, you know, get people's attention. And he sort of had a way of sort of appealing to people. You definitely saw that. You definitely saw some of the creativity and the magical way about him that, that that the way that Wonka sort of connects with people in his own special way. I think that that was definitely there. I think they definitely nailed those qualities um, in, in Willy Wonka with this uh, Chalamet performance and like all the villains. And then I love the cop who is, instead of it being about money, he's wanting all this chocolate and, I love the progression of him eating all this chocolate and he's just getting bigger and bigger because he's gorging all this chocolate and can't get enough of it. So I thought that that was kind of funny, you know, him just, you know, overindulging on all this chocolate and it's physically affecting him. So I thought that that was kind of fun. Um, the the villains were funny and, and I oh that was another uh good song like I don't remember any of the lyrics um to the song but it was very fun whenever your your three I don't know chocolate owner town owners are trying to convince Keegan Michael Key the the the, the chief of police to come to yeah, their side right. and they're trying to make this negotiation and. He's trying to say, no, no, I shouldn't do this. And they're all dancing and trying to convince him and stuff like that. And then at the end, they were just like, we'll give you like 50,000 boxes. And he was, and after saying no the whole time, he's just like, okay. You know, like I laughed at that shit, you know, like I, I just don't think, I think this movie was cool, man. Like, I, you know, it, it, it hit the right notes for me. So, you know, I found it to be very entertaining. And then, and all that was before Hugh Grant even got there. But by the time Hugh Grant arrives and you get the Oompa Loompa, that he was a lot of fun, man. And of course, you know, you got to do the Oompa Loompa song. But what was cool about it here was they went back and they showed where, you know, you, you got to see kind of, how this whole thing started with them and Willy Wonka taking those, those seeds or whatever they were or the beans or whatever off the tree or whatever they were. And it started this whole thing and he was in depth to this Oompa Loompa and that whole thing, how it started as, Oh, this man is always robbing me. And then you find out why and how that sort of kind of coincidentally, but conveniently came into play towards the end when the the villain stole the chocolate that belonged to him. So he kind of interjected himself. I liked all of that, man. You know, I thought all that was fun and I really was digging Hugh Grant's performance and I thought him and Timothy did well together too. So, you know, I just found this to be a lot more entertaining, I guess, than y'all did. I guess it just hit 
the right notes with me. And I can't really explain it. There's no way to argue it. You know, you feel what you feel. But for me, I found this very entertaining. So I had fun with this film. I do like that uh, the the rivalry that, you know, Wonka and the Oompa Loompa have because he's like, well, maybe I fell asleep. So maybe that's why you were able to steal it. Like, just realizing yeah. it was actually completely his fault that it happened. That was kind of funny. Yeah, that was funny. I'll, I'll touch on that a little bit, though. So, like, Hugh Grant... Is like, oh, well, I guess I'm at that point in my career where I either play weirdos or villains or, you know, something like that. He's like, I can't just play normal people anymore. And then on top of that, like, apparently he phoned in the mocap stuff so horribly bad that they just had to completely animate everything, all the movements the Oompa Loompa did, because what he did was just terrible. And then afterwards, once he saw the film and saw the completed project and saw him as the Oompa Loompa, then they're like, well, was all that shit you didn't like worth it in the end? And he's like, no. Yeah. Yet still he had the charm of what he has. That's just because that man can't not be charming. Yeah. 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 Uh, anyway, keep going, Heather. Yeah, I mean, and and I do agree, actually, like, I didn't really think about that, but uh, Timothy Chalamet and Hugh Grant did have a, a good dynamic, you know, it was, it was, it was silly, and it was, it was pretty amusing, so, and, and I guess that's the thing, maybe, like, when Wonka is sharing his screen time with somebody else, like, those moments were always better for me, you know, like, and, and technically, I mean, most of the time he is sharing the screen with somebody else anyway, but him and noodle was a good dynamic him and the Oompa Loompa, you know, uh, that was a good dynamic. And, um, yeah. And, and I thought that the, the three, you know, villains or whatever you want to call them, they were very over the top, which I think was, it kind of worked for what they were doing with this movie. So I do, I do get why they were just so extravagant and extra, like with everything they did. Yeah. I mean, it's a chocolate conspiracy, you know, it, it <laughs> yeah. wasn't trying to be some big, deep, dark, Yeah, it's it's a chocolate conspiracy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but like, the thing is, is we have so, a real life chocolate cartel with chocolate conspiracy of child slave labor. <laughs> like it's still a I chocolate mean, conspiracy. Yeah, but I mean, that wasn't the subject matter of this, <laughs> so I can't compare those two like things. Like, I think it, it, it was just funny here because of what they were trying to do and the fact that they were so extra. Like she said, they were just so extra, and I think that's why <laughs> I like them. Or even like when they would have conversations, and one of them would be like, "Well, they're in for a little surprise," and then the one guy would <laughs> yeah, go, "We're it. gonna kill them," you know, yeah. and then they would be like. Like, Dude, why did you I just say it? it. Yeah. I liked, I liked them, man. I thought they were cool. Like, I mean, I think it was funny with them at least when anytime someone would say poor, the one guy would just like, I want to throw up. Yeah. <laughs> that poor. was really funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, I thought that it worked for what this movie was for them to be that extra, but I mean, they weren't nearly as like mischievous and like, 
you know, what's what's a word like the word for how villains are, you know, they weren't as villainy as they thought they were, but they villainous. were so funny. Villainous. Yes. Maybe that's the word. You're really there close an, with villainy, but <laughs> there was another word I was looking for, but I can't think of it. But yes, the villainousness uh, of them. Now, um, it was closer to like the malicious side of things, but they just weren't malcontents. Uh, they they weren't as devious maybe or like mischievous as they thought they were they were just goofy and that kind of worked though maybe either way we know what I'm saying but (laughs) um but yeah like I feel like that's kind of the funny thing about it though because they were just like you know that they were just like oh we're so good at being evil and running things when you're just like you're just a bunch of fools really is what it is but it just worked for for what it was and then they're just whole planning kind of that dark humor thing that they do in the original Wonka of you know murdering children or whatever but their whole thing of you know let's just kill Wonka you know let's just take him out and kill him so he doesn't sell more chocolate than us like just so (laughs) over the top with their like measures they go to to get rid of this guy but it it was just kind of like even with that, like they were so silly about it that you're just like, you're just goofballs more than you are villains. But it it, it was quite it, it was it was pretty amusing. I will give it that. But it only worked because it was the three of them together and like the three of them and their dynamic. But what's his name? Um, the the guy that was secretly the uh, relative of Noodle Slughorn. Slug, There's Slugworth. Okay, yeah. Not Slugworth. Slugworth. Slughorn Slugworth. is from Harry Potter. Slugworth. <laughs> yeah. Slugworth. Yes. He, you know what? If, if we're going to, I mean, he was definitely, of course, like the, the big villain, if you will. And he, he was good at that, you know, and, and he did a good job of being kind of like the leader of them with that. And, um, you know, I feel like the story of, noodle being this orphan but really secretly you know the heir of whatever slug slugworth um yeah like that that could have actually been a more interesting story i think that they just really didn't touch on it enough probably like you you know that there's the pieces of the puzzle there but then when it's like oh this guy has the same initials as her obviously you know that means something and then it just kind of like the build up to what actually it meant went by really fast. I think, you know what I mean? But, um, so they could have probably explored that more, but I didn't mind that storyline. You know, I think that that was, that was a decent storyline with it all. Um, but yeah, I, and I honestly, like, I actually really liked the, the uh, endearing story about Wonka and his relationship with his mom. I thought that was kind of a cool little touch to put in there. And you, you really do see like anytime he would talk about his mom, just how like in a very heartfelt way, you know? And I think that's why I say the moments when he's being sentimental or sincere or like endearing about something in a scene worked better for me because I just bought that, you know, like you just feel like, that relationship that he had with his mom really did just kind of drive everything he was doing. And you do kind of sense that in, in his, you know, in this movie. So I I thought those scenes between them were good, but also just, 
you know, when he's sort of, you know, even like that kind of sweet moment of like, you know, she said she was going to be here and, you know, and you obviously know that because he hasn't opened the chocolate bar that clearly like that second thing that he wanted to hear was going to be on there. I mean, that was just kind of very obviously going to be what it was, but it was, it was a sweet moment. And I really, I do like how they wrapped that up at the end of it with like, he did get to see her again, you know, and she was there with him while this whole thing happened. So I thought that was, that was a cute moment as well. But yeah, I I do feel like um, (laughs) the, just the amount of like, how how just all the stock that they put in chocolate like they're just like of course you'd want payment in chocolate of course everybody wants chocolate like as if you know there's not people allergic to it or people who don't like it or like just there's just no other people in the world except people who like chocolate which was just kind of funny to me but um yeah it, also it just, it's it's so weird that adults are just gonna be like oh let me go buy a hundred dollars worth of chocolate yeah. yeah, right. It was yeah. tight. I liked. I kind of like. I was. De- I was feeling it though. I like how they just went all in on it. But like, Justin, chocolate yeah. is also, the currency of this place. But isn't that like, also the most just, dangerous chocolate in the world? When it gives you the chocolate that makes you float. Like, oh you, yeah, you yeah, never see like, how anybody gets down from that. That's true. I'm just yeah, assuming and- he's murdering hundreds of people every time he sells it. Yeah, and it's like, you know what? Maybe people don't want to float. Maybe they just want good chocolate without floating. Yeah. Like, can this man not just sell chocolate that just does, I don't know, chocolatey things? <laughs> well, he had that too. Like, what about the ones that give you ideas? Like, where you go, huh? I don't want you that. get the double, huh? And no. you get an idea. What the fuck is a double, huh? It's a nothing thing, is what it is. Huh. You know, it was like, huh. You yeah, know, you I get, get, what, double, I double get what the word, huh? You is, too, Justin. and then you get the idea. You didn't get it? Man, you go, you go, also, first time, don't tell me. You got to have a thought and then you go, huh, the second time you have an idea. You do you did? do it like that? Huh. <laughs> Just really animated about it. But also, this is how <laughs> stupid this man is at making chocolate. This motherfucker didn't make a single chocolate peanut butter cup. Not a single damn one. Mm. You don't tell me that you're a genius at making chocolates and you never go, <laughs> let me put chocolate and peanut butter together. Come on, get the fuck out of here with your bullshit-ass chocolate. Let me give you this chocolate (laughs) that has a baby worm in it that will somehow make you fly, but I can't think of some way to combine peanut butter and chocolate, the greatest flavor combination that's ever existed. Mm. Well, well, that's too simple for Wonka. You know, that's why why you needed milk of your giraffe and... You know, I the didn't milk need of the poppy shit. and all of that kind of stuff. That's you know, he terrible. needed Wait, milk you know, of the you poppy? Get, He's giving <laughs> them got- opioids? <laughs> He's making fucking Florida chocolate out there? You know, you got He's going, "Hey, you, let's get that high let, let, let's get that oxy in this chocolate." <laughs> so what you're saying, Justin, is he was pushing narcotics. Dang. On this dang, shit, man. That's dang, a very man. different movie. Justin, you're the one that brought up opium. That's the next version we're going to get where he's (laughs) like a drug dealer. It's like chocolate drugs. It's Wonka in Florida. I'm waiting uh, for like, (laughs) yeah, I'm waiting for like the trailer cut of them making this into like a horror movie type of thing. That's just, that's just the edgy gritty version. That's just him going, uh, name's Wonka, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Take some meth. 
Well, he's already <laughs> got the clothes to be a pimp. So, I mean, he's already almost a pimp with the cane right. and all that kind of stuff. I mean, yeah, he's, yeah. we're almost me there. there too, Justin. We're, we're almost there. The whole, the <laughs> cane and the fact that, you know, the, what his mom wrote that note to him on was on a golden ticket. Even more mm-hmm. references back to the first movie. Mm-hmm. That cane was sick, though. I like how, <laughs> you know, hey, opened it up. He could do stuff. And his little, uh, his suitcase with all the, it, with, the, with his little chocolate making thing, that was cool, too. Mm-hmm. I was Why? feeling all those artistic decisions, you know. Was, was all his chocolate candy coated? Because it was always all colorful and enamel-like. Was he just making fancy M and M's? I mean, that's a great. You can't choice tell me chocolate. you're a genius chocolatier if all you's doing is making fancy ass M and M's, and you don't put you, peanut butter in a damn one of them. Get the fuck out the of least, here! With I'm a chocolate you, genius. You weren't the least bit curious about the giraffe nope. milk chocolate. I mean, no, because that wasn't giraffe milk, milk chocolate, giraffe? Justin. That was giraffe milk macaroons, which is not a chocolate. It's a cookie. It's oh, typically yeah, it a cookie macaroon. without chocolate. Yeah, I forgot well, that it could, was a macaroon. But he could use it in other ingredients, though. Oh, a macaroon? I mean, mm, clearly no. he used all exotic ingredients. I mean, that, that was what he did. You know, he would go to the Oompa Loompa Island and grab this, or he would go here and, oh, I, I got the... the Oh, so you, you know you're saying Zeus he's a colonizer or whatever. You know, he just would. He's a colonizer. You know, he would just run around the world stealing just, people's shit to make his shit for white thought, people. Got it. He just he just thought outside the box. Yeah, colonize you know the I mean? fuck That's out of that shit. Yeah, got it. Zeus's fingernails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah. You know, he yeah. just had a, a way about his ingredients. Is all yeah. I'm saying. Just went around and stole shit from other people. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it, it's. Uh, he also attacked a church, Justin. He attacked a church <laughs> with a giraffe. Yeah. Oh man, he could have corrupt. hurt that giraffe. Although that was funny too with that church when they would be saying stuff like. And then those those mugs would be going, yes, amen, and all that kind of stuff. Like, do you remember that? What like, the that fuck? Also, called- what the fuck is a chocoholic monk? What the fuck <laughs> is that? And why is there 500 of them? That. Why is he sitting there yeah. going, there are 500 yeah, chocoholic monks? And that yeah. did not actually pay off in any way, shape, or form. You did not see monks. them do anything chocoholic-like. They did. They were always echoing, though, like, going, yeah, we going to do that. Amen. Yeah. They could have just know, been monks, though. That had background. nothing to do with them being chocoholics. Why would the chocolate was erupting from the fountain? Also, why are your chocolate lines tied to the fountain? Why are your chocolate supply lines tied to the city's water supply? What kind of fucking sense does that make? But also, why, whenever they did that, were the monks not just like jumping and diving into the chocolate because they're chocoholics? Discipline, because they're also the monks. They're monks, but they're chocoholics, they're monks, bro. Like the whole point is that they are like consumed by the idea of eating chocolate, right? And it never actually plays into anything with the story. 
It's still discipline, though. Well, no, also, no, they, they, they had great skills at being You can't have chocolate cause... pour into a dirty-ass, empty fucking city fountain. He's just wasting chocolate. <laughs> I'm still you stuck can't on... Tell me. That's not the ultimate colonizer privilege that you could just waste chocolate and care so little that you do it. A completely finite and hard to source resource at the time. And he's just wasting it. This Wonka is a scoundrel. <laughs> a terrorist. Mysterious ways, I guess. <laughs> no. What do you mean mysterious ways? That's not mysterious at all. He's just ruining it. He's very uh, eccentric, that guy. He's an asshole. (laughs) I mean, I'm actually still stuck on the fact that, like, our chief of police was, like, more than ready to get this man killed for free chocolate. He was murdering. He wanted to murder a man for a couple of truffles. It yeah. was good to him. He was. I like how he was like, I have to fit into my policeman's ball uniform. And then like a week later, he was at 150 more pounds or something like that. That was <laughs> he funny. get out of the car. <laughs> He's like oh, the car shrunk. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. That, that, that was fun. I laughed at that too. The car shrunk. And they were like, I'm sure it did. You know, like it was, I think this had a lot of funny parts, man. Like I was, I was I chuckling at laugh. those things. I chuckled a single you didn't even, fucking time. You didn't even cackle no. or anything? No. Not even a cackle. Not I didn't even, like even a go. Because mm-hmm. that's not a cackle, Dang. Justin. <laughs> like, that is not a cackle. <laughs> what was a, what's a cackle like? <laughs> like that? Well, it's like a witch's cackle. Like a witch's laugh. That very like exuberant very... evil laugh. Like, that's a cackle. Yeah. That's a cackle? Yeah. A cackle yeah. is an evil laugh? You're talking about a chuckle. Oh. <laughs> I guess I got it mixed up. I mean, what you did was definitely more of a chuckle. I'll give you yeah, that. Yeah, that's a chuckle. <laughs> Chuckled. A chuckle. Okay. And I did not chuckle in the movie. Like a, like an LOL, you know? Not even a light one. Not even like a mouse kind of one. Like, <laughs> like, you didn't even do that? The fuck was that? <laughs> Sounded like the doughboy when he's like fucking kidnapped, but still getting poked. You got a ball gag <laughs> you know, on, like, and you're still poking like, him in the stomach. Like you like the car shrunk. You weren't like, <laughs> you know, you just didn't even. What the fuck was that? I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you. Yes, you do, Justin. You've heard me laugh. I don't know how you giggle. You have heard me laugh. <laughs> but has he heard you, you chuckle? Like. Yes, I don't know how you he's heard me about. chuckle. Justin, we've known each other for years. You've heard me chuckle. I don't know. You could have been eating something, and, you know, sometimes it alters how you do it. You know, you maybe you were eating and went, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I'm trying to just imagine what you may have done, but you said you didn't do any of it, so it's a mute point. I feel like if you would have done it, it probably would have been at something Hugh Grant said, as opposed to Keegan-Michael Key. Just because Hugh Grant is so like, like sassy with it, <laughs> with everything he says. <laughs> Keegan Michael Key can be sassy. It, he can. I'm just saying his character in this wasn't as sassy as like you know the Oompa Loompa was. 
But he was. I, don't I know, mean, the he was Oompa amusing. Though. Was pretty sad. Well, okay, you're talking about the. Yeah, but the the chief wanted yeah. to murder a child. So. <laughs> and you're always okay with that. I am. Like I said, big fan of the first one. <laughs> Lots yeah. of child murder in that movie. But look at all the chocolate. I mean that 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 box of chocolate was as big as his car. I mean, come on, man, that's a lot. That's enough. Justin, there was well, an entire for river him. of chocolate in the fucking other one. It still wasn't enough for him though, because he ate all of that. He ate hit that that car sized <laughs> box of chocolate and still wanted more. Man, that man just had an insatiable hunger for chocolate. Man, they knew so, what diabetes was in this era. Come on. You can't be doing that. They know this. Chocolate is good, though. Agree. It's not that You didn't good. want to try. And some of those they morsels didn't even, looked he good. He didn't even have chocolate like the with chocolate peanut roses. He didn't even have like chocolate the, with peanut butter. Don't tell me you get that big without eating any chocolate with peanut butter. Get the fuck out of here. But what about, like, but some of those morsels look delectable. Like the... Uh, like the chocolate flowers that they were eating. I wanted one of those. Like I was like, oh man, if that was a if there was a chocolate like that where it's just a flower composed of I mean, I think they they have done that before. I was about to like, say that sounds like a like thing. Valentine's Day or something like that. But like, you know, that looked that looked good. Um the the little flying morsels or whatever that they were. And I was like, it's got a they layer of like this candy. and layer of that. They looked like a candy almond. Yeah, something like that, you know. And I'm all up on the almonds, you know. So that, you know, some of that stuff looked good. So, yeah. It did yeah, not. It's definitely I did not want to eat a damn thing in this movie. I would have ate oh. an entire, an entire room in the other Willy Wonka. I mean, the just Wonka's chocolate bar in this one even looked good, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Now I just oh, want yeah. chocolate. The one that they shared, that he shared with Noodle, and yeah. the, where he gave everybody a piece. That one looked good, too, Sterling. Come on, now. You did that at least did go, not look mm. better than the fucking Wonka bars in the Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. Out your <laughs> damn mind. Well, I'm just saying, you didn't at least react to that. You didn't at least go, mm, like, when you saw it. Nope. Just kind of give it a yum. Just or a, a cackle yum even. There wasn't any peanut yeah. butter in it, Jackson. Why the fuck would I give a fuck about some just regular ass chocolate bar? Just the basic chocolate is no good. Not even not even just a little yum hum. I'm just no. saying a yum hum. Just Jackson, little, the mm. only thing that excites me about chocolate is when it's mixed with peanut butter. If there's <laughs> no peanut butter in that chocolate, I don't give a fuck about that chocolate. About none of the chocolate, so no. not even a yum hum. No, only you will only give a yum hum for the peanut butter. Yes, because that that deserve that is yummy. Chocolate by itself is boring. Hmm, it's interesting that you feel this way. I did not know this about you. <laughs> I feel like our whole friendship is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, are you really I just didn't know you tell were- me? This kind of person. If you got a regular, if you had to choose between one of those, like a, like a one of those little Hershey's, like little mini, you know, like the little mini bars, you know, the kisses. Little, no, not the kiss, but the little bar, the nuggets. Okay, yeah, the, the Hershey bar. Yeah, yeah. little yeah. mini Hershey bar or a Reese's cup. 
like a Reese's miniature cup. What are you choosing? <laughs> that phase. It's a tough choice, but you know. I'm taking the, re- I'm taking the Reese's. Yeah, exactly. Gotta. Exactly. No, because chocolate Reese's and peanut cups. butter is infinitely better in any given situation than just chocolate. But some chocolate by itself is good too, though. Like some some chocolate is good. Yeah, you know. I don't give a fuck what kind of chocolate, man. He's like, oh man, this is chocolate that flies. This is chocolate that makes you orgasm. This is chocolate that makes you want to fuck giraffes. I don't know what the fuck he was doing with that shit. And I would choose just a fucking Reese's cup over any of that shit because it's better. Even the ideal one, the double, huh? Yeah. Because you know what idea I have. Peanut butter is delicious. <laughs> hmm. I didn't even need to take some idea chocolate to do that. I just was able to come up with that idea all by myself. And it's, I'm such a confident person in my decision that, you know, I've, well, I've already proven that because you agreed with me. You would much rather have chocolate and peanut butter. Well, I just said it was, you know, th- those are really good. But if it was Willy Wonka, you know, it'd be some sort of, you know, it'd be peanut butter of a pelican or something. You know, it would be some weird thing. It would be some sort of something. You know, I don't know. Maybe not peanut butter from a pelican, but you know what I mean. It, it would be some weird, peculiar. What, what else can you? What, then what, it wouldn't what, what be else? peanut butter. What other butter. peanut butters? What other peanut butters are there? Well, none, because it's just peanuts. Like just ground up peanuts. Maybe it'd be like cashew butter or something. It'd be like a cashew Which butter. Cashew something, butter's something. fine. You know, it's not as good as though peanut butter. <laughs> Have you ever had mm. chocolate covered cashew? They are good. Yeah, they're good. Yeah, they're good. Chocolate and peanuts are better though. But you know. I'm just saying, Willy Wonka get you with that. He'd hit you with that cashew butter. He ain't hit me with shit. Right. <laughs> you wouldn't even let him hit you with it. You no. wouldn't even let him offer you something. No. He go. You want you, this chocolate? You wouldn't let him hit. You would come on, man. You no. wouldn't let him hit. That emanci like emaciated or uh, isn't that right? I don't know. He just looks like heroin. Emaciated. Yeah, emaciated. That emaciated <laughs> motherfucker. Nah, he ain't hitting shit. If it was, if it was Clive Owen, though, it'd be a different story. <laughs> He'd eat any chocolate offered. Yeah. <laughs> what about Powers Booth, though? <laughs> I'd be, I'd be intimidated in into eating some chocolate. Yeah. All right. I guess we can at least agree on that. There's nothing Timothy Chalamet inspires me to do whatsoever, except to maybe not do heroin. (laughs) I did also like the reference that they made in here to the, I said, good day. (laughs) I thought that was pretty funny. See another reference to the fucking first movie. This movie just had nothing but references to the first one with just none at the heart of it. More fun. I mean, Heather just said it was fun. You know, it was just fun little references, but it wasn't like, hey, we're trying to be the first one. It was just, you know, we'll throw a little bit of that stuff in there, sprinkle that stuff in. But 
Hey, look at this over here, though. This is what we're really trying to do over here, though. Look at this chocolate conspiracy, you know? <laughs> Giggle at these parts. You know what I mean? They, 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 they had a goal, and I felt like they just hit that in most cases. Was their goal to just rip off the first movie as much as they could? Yeah, you're right, Justin. <laughs> Succeeded. We agree on something. Not even a damn peanut butter cup in this whole fucking movie. Tell you me it's a movie. You have peanut butter cup. You're going to have to get off of it, Sterling. You're just going to have to get off of it. Justin. you got to get off of this. you gotta, you got to just stop riding this bike, man. Just get off the bike, man. Why would I get off this bike, Justin? It's got a wheel, <laughs> two wheels made of peanut butter cups. It's the perfect bike. <laughs> I'm just going to need you to get off the good off the movies back on that. I mean, it's just, come on, man. Justin, you're telling me there's a movie about just eating a ton of chocolate. and There's not a single peanut butter cup in this whole movie. You know, your ass wouldn't have cared if there was a peanut butter in it. You would have just probably been mad. It was in here and been like, Justin, Oh yeah. You're going to try to insult me. You're going to try to make me yum. You might try to make me yum hum with your little peanut butter when I don't like this movie. Fuck this movie. You know, you know what you would have done. You no, would have no sold it. That you would have no sold it. That would have been the, the only thing chocolate. that I could have conceivably respected about this movie. I don't think you would have, though. I think you would have just been mad that it was in here. Justin. And I would have gone, Justin, if they had it's a Keegan reference Michael to peanut Key, butter cups and they, they copied had, that too, and they, they should have. If they had Keegan Michael Key's character getting all, you know, big off of peanut butter cups, I would have said, makes sense. Because I guarantee of that weight I gained, at least 10 pounds of that was peanut butter cups over the years. I eat a lot of those. That is like my, when it comes to candy, that's my kryptonite. Peanut butter like type of stuff. Dude, like nutter butters. No nutter butters are safe around me. And now they got those big cups, the big thick yeah. Reese's cups. They've got oh, the big cups. Man, those things are the, magical. They have the Reese's puffs in the big cups. Yep, I saw that. And there's one even with potato chips, which, yeah. you know what? I tried it, yeah. and I did not hate it. Yeah. I didn't hate it. It's good. I was like, why would anybody do this? There is like, not- I was angry, and then As I you bite into bit it. into it, and then I understood. I, I, I giggled, you know? Justin, it got that out of me. There is not a single I, I did the double huh. I went, huh. Ate a little more of it. Huh. You know, it, it, it got me to double, huh? You know what I'm saying? All right, Justin, do you want to know how important peanut butter cups are to my life? Do you know what kind of peanut butter I buy? What kind? Reese's. <laughs> yeah, that is the peanut okay. butter brand I buy is Reese's gotcha. peanut butter. I don't fuck around with any of that other shit. They're like, oh, you want this all natural peanut butter? Nah, peanut butter's essentially got the same macros no matter what the fuck kind it is. So I get the kind that tastes the best. Reese's. I'm just Although, oddly enough, I don't like the Reese's pieces. 
I yeah, don't really like I, those. I know why you don't like them. There's no chocolate. Mm. Mm, yeah. Yeah. How is I'm it, not a fan of those. How either. is it a piece of a Reese when it's missing half of what a Reese is? <laughs> I'm with you, you on that. A point there. I'm with yeah, you on that. I'm not a fan of those, but boy, the cups. And man, now they got all these different big cups. And man, all of them were good. There was one with a pretzel in it. Yeah. And that was pretty good too. Like, you know what's I really didn't hate good? any of those big cups. See, you know what really pisses me off about Reese's Pieces? Hey, like I said, it's not even a piece of a Reese. But also, they have chocolate, or they, I mean, they have peanut butter M&M's, which are what a Reese's Pieces should be. Yeah. They're fucking yeah. great. Mm-hmm. I also like the uh, the Christmas tree shaped Reese's and See? the pumpkin shaped ones. All right. And do you, mm-hmm. do you guys know why the holiday or the specialty shaped Reese's taste different than the regular ones? Mm. Because of the way they have to do the shapes, it changes the chocolate to peanut butter ratio. Mm. Okay. And that's why it has a different taste to it. Mm, okay. It's never bad. It's just a different chocolate to peanut butter ratio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, Justin. Peanut butter cups are that important to me. We could have probably done a whole episode just on this. Man, you want I me know. to break down peanut butter cups? <laughs> I can break them down. You, you're one of those people. You, you could rank them from, <laughs> from, from the one you like the best to the one you like the worst. You know Probably. who's you know who's got a sneaky good peanut butter cup that nobody talks about, and I and I get why Justin wouldn't know about this because he doesn't have this store around there. Aldi's, hmm. Aldi's has the Aldi's brand peanut butter cups, sneaky good, and it's it's because they're pretty much the same as a Reese's, but their peanut butter consistency isn't as granular as Reese's peanut butter is. So it's got a smoother texture of it, which is really, really good. Now, because I'm a gluttonous American who has grown up on eating tons of Reese's, I dig that slight granular texture to its chocolate or to the peanut butter that it has in the cups. So much so that I'm slightly disappointed that Reese's peanut butter, when you buy it in a jar, is not slightly granular like that because I dig it. But also, neither is the peanut butter in the Reese's Pieces. They really just, yeah. I don't know how it's the piece of anything because they don't even use the same peanut butter. I don't get it. And it's all because it was in that movie Mac and Me or was it Mac and Me or was it... Uh. E.T. Which one was the Reese's Pieces in? Oh, one of those alien fuck movies. Yeah. I think it was Mac and Me. That's the sole reason why people actually like that shit. Is it was in one of those movies. Man, you're lucky it's late. It's too late for me to go out to find some Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. But I might just go get a spoonful of Reese's peanut butter and drizzle some chocolate syrup on it. No joke. I thought about doing like a spoonful of peanut butter after this. <laughs> I love peanut butter. I just got to yeah, find if I have any tight. chocolate. 
I, my favorite peanut butter is the Jif Crunchy peanut butter. Good. I like it with the nuts yeah. in it. Boy, that crunchy peanut butter go hard. See, growing up, yeah. I always ate Peter Pan extra crunchy. Peter Pan is good too. Yeah. Have you had have you ever had the peanut uh, the Peter Pan honey roasted? No, I have not. That sounds great. Hmm. It is. Peanut butter and honey is a pretty good combination oh, yeah. as well. Underrated. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's really good. Oh brother. Oh, Have brother. you ever gone extra and crazy and done a peanut butter and banana with a drizzle of honey too? I have done that before. It's very that good. That I have not tried. It's like a child's wet dream. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go eat all. I've got bananas. So am I going to end up going and making a peanut butter and banana? Do I have any honey? Now that's the question. But I could go make some peanut butter and uh, banana sandwiches right now. As you watch closer. Oh my God. I think I'd be just two turns. If I was doing that, (laughs) if I was sitting there watching Clive Owen and eating a peanut butter and banana sandwich. I'd be just too turned on. I just don't know if I'd be able to live. And then intimidated when <laughs> with Powell's how aroused shows up. Like you'd be aroused and then intimidated and then <laughs> I just I just cut back and, and forth. Intimidated. I just cut back and forth between and then hungry. <laughs> his character in the Avengers and closer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where it, you don't even see Powers Booth. He's just the shadow yelling at Nick Fury. <laughs> <laughs> and then I go from that to Clive Owen yelling at uh, Julia Roberts or Natalie Portman or Jude Law, just back and forth between Clive Owen and Powers Booth yelling at people, just <laughs> messily eating a peanut butter and banana sandwich. That's the dream. There you go. It is the dream. <laughs> I would feel bad if this was anybody's first episode. <laughs> They're it just went like, a little off the rails. I want to know what these guys think about Wonka. And the entire first part of it is just us talking about some news and then just Powers Booth and Kenneth Branagh and Clive Owen. And then we talk about the movie Spider and then it robots. just devolves into Sterling being aroused by peanut butter and banana sandwiches, Power Booth and Clive Owen. You know what? Maybe this is the episode that sums us up the best. Who knows? You know? Yeah. It's got a little bit of everything in it, you know? (laughs) Where the hell did Powers Booth come from? I don't understand what I was on today. (laughs) The the Wild Wild West pool? Like, how how are you able to pull Powers Booth, but I can't even fucking remember Gene Wilder? Jeez. The fuck is this episode? <laughs> this isn't even one of those ones where I'm giving a crazy opinion like, you know, the last few where it's like, where the fuck has this Sterling ever been in existence ever? And then now it goes back to like slightly more curmudgeon Sterling. But then I can't fucking remember a fucking human being's name to save my life.
Uh, meanwhile, I can, I'm just coming up with them left and right. Like, uh, what's his name? Bokeem Wobine, you know? Why don't you watch something with him in it? With who? <laughs> Bokeem Wobine. Who the fuck is that? Is that a real person? <laughs> yes. Look up Bokeem Wobine. <laughs> he's been in Look up Bokeem Wobine. When you see him, you'll know exactly hella, who he is. He's been in hella movies. <laughs> Why don't you go watch something with Bokeem Wobine? <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea that was his name, but once you see him, you'll know exactly who it is. <laughs> I don't even know how to spell that. I'm, I'm a horrible speller. Bo B O K E E M. Why with that emphasis? I know who the fuck that is. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to you about that bulky woman. I told you about him. Yeah. Uh, I nope. know you know him. No, exactly. You know who his the ass. Fuck that is, man. <laughs> That's what I said. I'm like, yep, this guy. Uh huh. I've seen this man in hella shit, just all kinds of movies. Yeah, he's in everything. Where did you pull that from, though, Justin? Come on now. Heather, how do you not have Bokeem Wobon in your pocket? You know, your actor pocket where you pull him out the name. <laughs> right next to Powers Booth, apparently. I don't know, man. <laughs> Oh, and I couldn't I couldn't remember MJF's middle name before the episode. God, I'm fucking off today. Just brush up, man. Brush up on your powers booth, your Clive Owen, and your Bokeem Wobot. Hey, I don't Not need brush, to brush, brush up, up on mom. Clive Owen unless you mean physically. <laughs> Sterling's response to that, like, who? <laughs> yeah. Well, well, you may not want to, you know, you may not want to, you know, Knock boots with Bokeem Wobine, but you ought to at least know who he is, man. You ought to at least man. every now and then be like, yeah, there's Bokeem Wobine. You know? So I, the way you say the name. <laughs> I've known Justin for what? I think around 22 years now. And for 22 years, you've been notorious for just saying things. <laughs> And somehow I'm able to determine what you actually meant. Like one time we were talking about something and you were like, oh, you want to watch those waking daylights? Walking dead. I know exactly what you meant. <laughs> and for some reason with Bo Kim, I could not figure out for the life of me. If you were saying a real person or just on that Justin bullshit. Gibberish. <laughs> And I could not figure out if, what <laughs> you were, what I was even supposed to figure out out of that. Yeah, I, I probably just said it too loony. Like if I was like, "What about the actor Bokeem Woodbine?" You'd probably, but me going Bokeem Woodbine, you know, I'm kind of making it a little too loony, and that's why you're thinking that it was gibberish probably. I wouldn't have known that name regardless, but I know who he is. Like the way yeah, you he's say one, it is so funny. But he's one of those <clears throat> Sorry, he's one of those actors that you don't always remember that name, but when you see him you know who he is. It's like he's one of those. 
Like, we should know the name because he's in everything, but you just don't. Well, it's kind of like uh, uh, Richard Jenkins. He's one of those actors. You've seen him in 90 billion fucking movies. And you'll never remember his name. But the second you see him, you're like, oh, that guy. Even been nominated for an Academy Award. And he's just, I, I, yeah. And for the longest time, uh, 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 Bradley, uh, Bradley Whitford was the same way mm. with me. I'd see him in tons of shit. I always liked him. But I, for the longest time, I could not remember that man's name. Or our friend uh, Lachlan Monroe, that guy from everything, the guy from Peacemaker, he was the dad and totally yes. killer. Same yes. thing. Yep. Was the steroided cop in that one Brandon Lee movie? I, I, I forgot who he was as a kid. He was in Scary Movie. Yeah. Yeah. He's that guy. And it's like that name is so like. A very Bokeem Woodbine name. <laughs> you say you think you'd remember it. How do you like, forget Ooh? a man named Lachlan? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> Jesse, what are these pools today, man? Man, just, just went deep in the playbook today. You did. but But it was fun. I'm going to go watch some Clive Owen and eat some peanut butter. Make myself feel better. Yes. <laughs> you guys got any more thoughts about this movie? We were talking about a movie. Just in yeah, case you I'm forgot. Good. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm good. No, we are already too off the rails. It's over. It's done. Yeah, that's the importance of having peanut butter cups in your movie about chocolate. That's all I'm saying. On that note, thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Cinema Slayers Podcast. Check us out on the internet at www.cinemaslayers.com or Cinema Slayers Podcast on Facebook, Cinema underscore Slayers on Threads and Instagram, at Cinema Slayers Pod on TikTok, at Cinema Slayers Pod on YouTube. Uh, give us a five-star rating and review. We'd really appreciate it. Really help us out. Uh, tell your family, tell your friends, tell your friends' family, tell your family's friends, and most of all, tell those dear sweet mothers because dear sweet mothers love... <laughs> Bokeem Woodbine. <laughs> I don't know what that has to do with Wonka, but yes. Yeah. Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. A shout out to Plug Me Go and Mundo Cho for our theme song and logos, respectively. Remember, here at the Cinema Slayers podcast, we we're both pro slut, pro Sydney, pro naked, and pro peanut butter cup. I thought you were going to say pro Clive Owen or pro Powers Booth. Pro Powers. Yeah, pro powers. <laughs> we are pro powers and pro Clive. Pro Owens, pro Clive. You decide. We also just want you both. to rem remember that you are enough. And as I always in these TikToks, these YouTube videos, and this podcast, according to Justin, Moon Knight is the best picture winner. probably have to go pro Clive because if you say pro Owen you could
could mean Owen Wilson, which wouldn't be the worst thing. But yeah, but when you're looking for Clive Owen and you get Owen Wilson, you're gonna be a little disappointed. Cinema Slayers. You know, it's not a real one-for-one trade. Yeah. So. You know, you just don't want anybody to think you meant. Oh, he said pro Owen. He's got to be talking about Wilson, right? And then you're like, no, I meant Clive Owen. And they're like, wow. <laughs> wow. Was that better than <laughs> yours? Yours, yours <laughs> sounded better than mine. I liked yours. <laughs> better than my Vin Diesel impression. <laughs> That was so just off the walls. I was proud of that. So whatever. Well, we'll see how proud you are when we're doing a, you know, the next Vin Diesel movie. And we'll see if you actually do it while we're recording. Because <laughs> we're family. Was that better? <laughs> Uncanny. Yes. <laughs> I've never heard anything sound least or less like Vin Diesel. That was a good Owen Wilson wow. It though. was, though. You did get the Owen Wilson. <laughs> yeah, she, she nailed it. Wow. It's because he has a more high-pitched voice when he does it. That's why. Oh, wow. Yeah, you're, wow. You, you don't have to get gravelly like you would for a Vin Diesel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can't get gravelly. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I forgot we were still recording. <laughs> I probably wouldn't have done my impressions. <laughs> I would say something that Bo King Woodbine says, but I can't He doesn't have a, I don't know if he has a trademark thing he says. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, there was that thing, you know, well, he was, he played uh shocker in Spider-Man. So he's like, probably said something like, I'm going to shock you, Spider-Man. <laughs> Just like that. Yep. <laughs> Bo-Keem Woodbine. I don't Bo-Keem know why. I just blew all that right in the camera. Like I was doing a magic like trick. <laughs> like a disappearing act yeah. type thing. Let me see. Let me see. What I mean. <laughs> I can't do that in this chair. Was, that was great. Yeah. That did look kind of cool. It did look kind of cool. All right, I'm fucking out of here. <laughs>